0: Today on Just Jana, we're going to hear from a woman who traded in her two piece business suit for Barney and homemade popsicles.
1: This is the Just Jana podcast, a show for mom bosses who are looking for simple strategies and quality information in the areas of fitness, parenting, health, and life in general. Here's Jana.
0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Just Jana Stories from Mom Boss podcast. With me today, I have um, really, I'm going to use the word icon. I am. There I used it. Um, my guest today is Deborah Poneman. And for over 35 years, um, Deborah as the best-selling author and founder of Yes to Success Seminars, has shared her system now used by tens of thousands of people in every corner of the globe to create lives of not only success and abundance, but deep and profound happiness, self-love, and lasting inner fulfillment. Knowing as the mentor to the mentors, Deborah's students have used her techniques to become mega-successful entrepreneurs, renowned transformational leaders, New York Times best authors, millionaires, billionaires, even household names. But Deborah's greatest gift is her deep belief that in each person's magnificent and her ability to convey that belief to activate in her audience members, uh, listeners and clients profound and lasting inner and outer transformation. And we are so lucky to have her on the show today. So um, before I turn the mic over to her, I actually want to just share how I met Deborah, and it was at a soulful leadership conference and you know she took the stage and immediately captured the audience with her concept that she was sharing with us that day of relationship capital and you know one thing um to the audience listening today is if you've been at different, um, you know, business uh, conferences or, you know, personal or transformational conferences, you hear people's um, frameworks, their strategies, and it can be very pragmatic. And what just drew me into this woman's world was she immediately went to lessons learned from her kids. And so today, as we talk about relationship capital, get to learn about Deborah, how she started her business, how she kind of gave it all up. um, And then where she is today, um, we just have an amazing show for you. And I can't wait um, for you to get through and just be completely inspired by this woman. So Deborah, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today.
2: Thank you so much. And I have to say, likewise, I was so inspired by you when you stood (laughs) up. I was just blown away by all you've accomplished. So thank you. Likewise, Thank you. So, you
0: know, I just feel like we are such a uh, a society where storytelling, you know, can really open up our hearts and just so many lessons can be learned. So I want to just start from the beginning and take us through your journey
2: well, I was born and we won't go back
0: that far. Maybe fast forward a bit. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But actually we will start a long time ago. Um, I became a meditation teacher in the 1970s. Don't count how old I am. You Just like I know how old I am, but I became a meditation teacher in the 1970s, and I loved it. But um, around the end of the 70s, I realized that woman does not live by mantra alone, and I really needed to start making some money. So I left the meditation community that I was living in in Iowa, and I moved to California because that's where I thought I would make money. And you know that expression, we make plans and God laughs. Well, God had a big yuck over the thought that I was going to make money. <laughs> but also, what we do often turns out not to be the reason what we thought we did it for. Boy, that was a convoluted sentence. Yeah. But I went to California to make money. And one day I was working for a financial company, and one of my colleagues invited me to a seminar. And I thought it was going to make me more effective at st- selling stocks and bonds and whatever else I was supposed to sell to my customers. By the way, I had not sold one oh, in no. all. <laughs> I but I walk into this place and it's not the usual suits. It's the new age crowd. And the guy, this is 1981. And the guy's talking about the law of attraction. And he's saying that, We vibrate based on our thoughts and our words. So if we're always talking about how poor we are, I'm never going to get out of debt, the economy is so awful, then we vibrate that way and we attract lack and limitation into our lives. But no matter what's going on in our lives, if we optimistically say, you know, I see a better future. I see myself in a beautiful house. I see myself driving a great car. Mm. We start vibrating in that way and like a tuning fork, we will attract that into our lives. And by the way, using that, I did, I attracted a Mercedes into my life. I really did. I attracted the perfect guy into my life who happened to be a gazillionaire. It was like very cool. But anyway, so I went home and I just knew that I was going to teach that those concepts for the rest of my hmm. life. So I went in and I quit my job the next day. I was no hero. Remember I hadn't made one sale and I studied all the great masters of success and prosperity like Napoleon Hill and Wallace Waddles and Emmett Fox and Catherine Ponder. And I put together the seminar and within six months I was ready to launch it. It was called yes to success. And, um, One of the principles of success that I share with people is when an idea comes to you, it comes to you because it's supposed to be manifested through you. Like you had this idea to do the mom boss podcast. I didn't have that idea. Your listeners Uh didn't have that idea. But if you don't act on your idea, it's going to go to somebody else who is going to act on it because I believe, you know, God, source, creator, energy, universal energy, whatever you want to call that, that it needed to be manifested in the world and that energy chose you and that energy chose me, right? Right. So what I did was I s- set up the seminar and the other thing, not only did I act because when an idea comes to you, it comes to you because it wants to be manifested by you, but also don't tell everybody your idea right when it's fresh and new, because you <laughs> know what happens when you do? Someone you run might up weekend. The discouragement committee, right? Oh, right. Yes. All those people who are going to tell you why your idea will never work, uh, and I don't worry uh, about somebody taking your idea because okay. I believe that there could be a thousand people teach a million people teaching success, but they won't teach it in the same way I do. How many people do podcasts? Moms, yeah. working moms, but nobody could do it like you, Jan. Right. because. special and also there are people waiting their contract when they came into this life is that their their lives were going to be transformed by you Hmm. so you got to do it because they're waiting for you there are people who teach success but there are people who came into this creation because i'm supposed to touch and transform their lives okay got it but if you go around telling people then you kind of let the steam out of the kettle you know, you have this great idea, but you keep telling people, to, and then you never do it because people, oh, that's a great idea. And then it's like, "Ah, oh, I already got the accolades; I don't even have to do it. Right. So I kept it inside and I launched my yes to success. And even though just the discouragement committee said nobody would come to a seminar on a crazy idea, like your thoughts create your reality. And I walked in and it was standing room only. Wow. And then, within a few short years, my company uh, expanded. We were in um, seven countries on four continents. We were teaching yes to success, and um, you know, L.A., San Francisco, Washington D.C., Orlando, Boston, Chicago, Fairfield, Iowa, and uh, <laughs> and it was a huge success. And asthma, and that was before the internet made international communication. That was phones with curly cords. You know. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, probably maybe. No, I, yeah. Don't remember those. And it was, you wrote a letter and sent it in the mail. But anyway, the seminar became hugely successful and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was about to launch my own daytime TV talk show. And my Yes to Success book was in the hands of a major New York York publisher. And. What? I it all up. Why? Turkey. And the why is, because what I taught was that you have to follow your heart and your heart will never lead you astray. And the why is that my baby girl was born hmm. and I took one look at her and I, knew. I mean, I didn't want to leave her to go to the bathroom, yeah. let alone <laughs> leave her to go take a TV show every morning at five o'clock. Yeah. And, um, that was it. I, I traded my traveling around the world, you know, first class seats for you know seats on the floor at Kinder yeah. Gym. Yeah, <laughs> and I traded my fancy, you know, speech giving suits for like overalls that could be thrown up on. Yeah, and but here's the thing, I and not that I say everybody has to be a mom at home because I stayed at home for 21 years because uh-huh. my son was born three years later. But what I do say is follow your heart because everybody's born with a gift. Everybody's born with what's called the Dharma, which in Sanskrit means the way you are going to live your life fully. Hmm. I knew I was meant to speak. I knew I was meant to give seminars, but your Dharma doesn't go away. If you take, you know, three years to go on a mission and, you know, to hold AIDS babies in Uganda or two years to work on a political campaign or a year to be with your mom while she's, making her transition or 21 years to be with your kids. And I did that for 21 years and it was so fun. People go, Oh, you gave up your career. I gave up nothing. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, how much fun is it to just like go to Chuck E. Cheese? Yes. I actually like Mm -hmm. Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Uh You know, and I was the the backstage mom and the drive the kids to the other state for the sports tournament mom and the science fair mom. And I mean, who gets to do that? Yeah. We're so lucky. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, but people, when I left my career, people are, have you gone out of your mind? And I said, absolutely. Right out of my mind and right into my heart, hmm. because I absolutely know, even if it seems like a circuitous route to your ultimate goal if you follow your heart you will always get there and now my company is more successful than ever
0: in Canada I know it's a little different in the states but in Canada we have a 12 month maternity leave so moms get to be at home for the first year of their baby's life you know regardless of that um and you know and some and some don't have that luxury right if you own your own business you're like right back into it but how did you how did you deal with that initial mom guilt that I think so many or, or or did you did you not because you committed so wholly to your decision
2: well I had the other uh, the opposite ah. experience and I'll tell you a very specific experience and this will say it all okay okay so one day I was home and my kids were like four and two probably because Danny was still in diapers and um They were particularly unhappy that day. You know, those days where you say (laughs) you don't want to just stick them in front of the TV, but it's definitely a TV day. (laughs) So I put them down in front of the TV and my daughter wants to watch Barney, you know, that big purple. Yes. Oh yes, I know Barney. Anyway, and she had a speech impediment. She couldn't say her R's and she kept going, wheels, bony, wheels, bony. And I'm like, I'm getting you bony. Just like calm (laughs) down, you know. And I'm doing a channel check true story. I'm doing a channel check. And as I'm looking for bounty, I see one of my students on Oprah Oh my! Gosh. and he's on Oprah and he's demonstrating to Oprah, the power of your mind using a demonstration that I had cognized in a meditation and taught in all my seminars. Now, I'm not blaming him. I'm glad that he did it because it, it, he shared some of the concepts from Yes to Success. And I, when I left Yes to Success, because I knew I was going to be gone for many years, yeah. I told my students, "Take this, you know. I don't know that the universe owns it. Teach it, teach it, teach it." But here I am. I have two whiny kids on the couch. He <laughs> has Oprah and a best-selling book, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm like looking at this TV. And at that moment, I absolutely knew I had ruined my life and made the worst decision <laughs> ever. And I start crying. I'm in front of the, the TV. I'm like, <laughs> and the only thing that shook me out of my self-imposed stupor was my daughter goes, mommy, and I go, Yes, sweetie. She goes, I think you forgot our popsicles. <laughs> like yes, I am. <laughs> so I find Bonnie I go into the kitchen and I start pouring you know I pour the orange juice into the molds yes know, so i pour the orange juice into the molds and I'm mad at God I'm like why did you do this this is not fair that was supposed to be me and I had this like voice come to me, you know, it, I, mean, I say it was a voice of God, but it wasn't like, you know, Charlton Heston and the 10th man. Like, no, it's just like a little voice that said, remember the book. And I'm, yeah, I do remember the book. I have my book in the hands of a New York publisher. And then this voice said, no, no, not that book. And I remembered a book that I had read several years before called Return from Tomorrow. And it was about, it was a true story of a man who had actually passed away. And then he came back, he was dead for like three minutes, he came back, and he shared his experience. And he said that what happened when he was on the other side, is that he went through this dark tunnel at the end of the dark tunnel was a being of light, and the being of light welcomed him and said to him, would you like to see Uh, like a movie reel of the highlights of your life. Mm. And he said, yes, I would. And it was a very short movie reel. It showed him uh, showing his son how to swing a baseball bat and dancing with his daughter at her wedding. And he's like, well, what about when I brought my company public? And what about when I made my first million? And what about when I opened my factories in China? And what about... And then the being of light said, all of those moments glorified you. Mm. And then the being of light said would you like to see a movie reel of the life of somebody else who has just come to the other side? And he was indignant. Yes, I would. And he explains in the book that these curtains of golden light parted and they're sitting on a throne of golden light surrounded by a host of angels was the woman who used to clean his house Hmm. who would take two, three buses just to be able to come and clean his toilets. Hmm. And the being of light said You always felt so sorry for her, but she had a gloriously happy life. And and then he showed the movie reel of the highlights of her life. And it showed her carrying a pot of soup to a sick friend. Hmm. And it showed her stroking her mother's hair as her mother was making her transition. It showed her comforting a crying child. It showed her cheering at the baseball games for the kids whose parents couldn't be there to cheer because they were also working two or three jobs. And it showed just going to church and hugging everybody up and saying, how you doing today? And then the being of Light said, when you get here, you find out that the only thing that matters while you're on earth is how much love you give. So I just went back and put those popsicles into the freezer and sat down and loved up my kids and knew that I was doing the most important thing that I could do.
0: Okay, so as everybody is reaching for their Kleenex and dabbing their eyes, um, I, you know, hearing this front end of this experience, I think it's very unexpected. Like, this is not the story that I thought. Um, but so many lessons learned, you know, throughout, you know, t- to g- to give something up, and then in return, get so much more. And I know you have more of your story to share, we're going to start kind of walking through the concept of this, you know, when and in Orlando, when I saw you, you were talking about relationship capital, and I loved, I love that term. And so we're gonna leave our Listeners hanging a little bit, because we're going to loop back with Deborah in our next episode, where you're going to get to hear the next part of this amazing story. Um, just before we get there, though, I know that um, Deborah has a little gift for us. We're going to have the link in our show notes. But Deborah, do you want to share before we sign off on this first kind of part one, do you want to share the gift you have for our listeners?
2: Yes. And I also want to just add that <clears throat> this concept of relationship capital. I learned it from my son. Hmm. So I thought I was going to you know, give up my business and just be a mom at home. And it turned out that I learned the most important concept for my business from my son but we'll talk about amazing that. amazing okay so yeah, and actually speaking of which so i have this um ebook which is the five secrets to true and lasting success and uh you can just go to yes to success.com forward slash ebook and yes to success is to it's not the number, number two. two yeah exactly so yes to success.com forward slash ebook
0: so um When you, if you are at home, head over there, download it now. If you're driving or, you know, picking up the kids or going to a meeting, whatever you're doing, Um, like I said, it'll be, the link will be in the show notes if you can't remember it. And we will um, loop back around with Deborah in our next episode. I'm going to suggest that you put um, a little weekly reminder in your phone right now to come back to the just Jana podcast in seven days so you can hear how this whole story kind of progresses um, it really is going to you know blow your mind. Deborah, thank you so much for this part one and everybody we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining. have a great day.
1: To get in touch with Jana, go to leadpilates.com or for information about her online studio, head over to metadistrict.com. Recorded and produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.
2: Please give me love.
1: Listen. It's what we're hoping for every day of our audience, our fans, our customers, that they listen to who we are, to what we are. But it only happens when your idea is delivered well, in a way that makes them feel the message. Using every audio resource available today, Sound Lounge by T-Bone takes the intention and captures it, enhances it, and presents it to your audience with power and purpose. Whether you're shooting a movie, recording a song, crafting a brand, or simply putting a story down for the future, consider T-Bone dedicated to the craft of audio engineering he will deliver the attention your project deserves sound lounge by t-bone